Oh, you're such a meathead. Do you even lift, bro? Welcome to the Meatheads podcast. I actually don't know what number this is. It's, it's such a prolific number. What, where are we at, Andy? I think 46. I think 46. <laughs> <laughs> number, eight. number eight. We're at number eight, mate. You're number eight. Lucky number eight. Here with um, uh, Dr. Matthew Milner. Hello, everyone. Consultant Hello. at Tunbridge Wells Hospital. So um, someone that I've worked with with all my clients before. Um, does blood work for my clients at Body Transformation London. And just to say, the first thing to ask you actually is what your background is in medicine and how you got into working with a lot of bodybuilders and athletes. Okay, yeah, for- yeah. so I, I studied at um, St. George's Hospital Medical School in South London. Um, I was quite athletic at, at college. I liked to play rugby, football, started... What um, school did yeah. you go to? Uh, I went to Dulwich College in South Another London. Another wanky public school like <laughs> myself. Perfect. I think a bit better rugby. yeah. You have to be good enough to get in there, though. You can just get, you actually have to get in by acumen, James. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> not like haberdash. <laughs> just if you're Asian or Jewish, they let you in pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, and I, yeah, I actually started, you no know, training at, actually before med school. I used to, I used to get, I was, I was a hospital porter before I, um, before I started med school. And I was routinely bullied every day by one of these porters. And so I started weight training. Oh, wow. Um, That's interesting. And, Within two weeks, with my little dumbbells I bought from the sports, sports <laughs> yeah, it was from from Olympus Sports back in the day, <laughs> I was doing my little routine twice a night with my dumbbells, and then just arms only, right? Yeah, it was just bicep. arms only and shoulders, and yeah. then and then yeah, one day he started bullying me and pushing my head. This this big fat guy is about fifteen stone. And Scott looks like Scott. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I got me to I don't know what that position is where you you know in wrestling you said watch it you put me your, your, your um the head into your stomach and you just drop them down. Oh, on like head. a tombstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. He was off work for six months. I think he was probably faking a bad back, but I, you know I didn't get bullied again. So that's that's how I got, <laughs> that's how I went to go into sort of the strength side of things. And yeah, and I went to med school, um, played rugby there, carried on my training, and uh, qualified. And and then I started going to you now because I start afford to go into proper gyms then, <laughs> and uh, so yeah and. That carried on of playing rugby as well. And um, people would come to me and, and say, Matt, oh, I've got this sort of abscess developing on my bum. Or, <laughs> or, or, um, Is that from? <laughs> or, Matt, Matt, I've just been stabbed. Yeah. And then they'd phone me up. And I, all, the, all, all different combinations and, and permutations, different things at the gym. And then, and then I sort of realised, well, why don't I like sort of make a business out of this? Because I actually quite enjoy doing it. If you enjoy it, something yeah, I enjoy. About, you know, it? so you know that fitness, longevity, sports performance, performance enhancers. This is what I've been doing now for a good few years now, and um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really enjoying it as my so what, as my so job outside of emergency medicine, which I do in the NHS. Because you're at King's College Hospital, then you moved to Tunbridge Wells, and that yeah, took, and, and then you work how many days a week in Muscle Works in Orpington? I, I I do a one long day. One long day, because that, yeah. that produced me a lot of work with regards, you know, looking into the sort of the paperwork and the physical exam I've done, the blood work, and then putting reports. So it's two days' work. Yeah, so one day of actual taking that, blood. Yeah, um, there's a bit more to it than taking blood. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's very, very interesting, actually. So there's, it's coming over here, it's been in the US for a while, actually, where people are looking into longevity as well. I mean, a lot of, there's obviously sports before, performance enhancing drugs, but I mean, actual using those drugs like testosterone to actually improve somebody's life um, or to actually optimise the levels of testosterone with, you know, without drugs, with the first step, right, with what you try and do with people first. Yeah, I, I think 
I like to look at things as naturally as I can before I see a patient. I think using supplemental testosterone and things like that is at the end of the process because once you get on it, you're on it for life. Mm -hmm. I'd rather look at the fundamentals of people's life, so their nutrition, you know, what they're doing during the day, what you know, how they're sleeping, how they're interacting with other people. Um, Poorly interacting with people's mind, but that's uh, that's. That's my personality, it's got mine. So, so, you know, if you get those sort of three fundamentals right and with the other, other things, you know, that's how you're going to live a long, fruitful life. Not, you know, not, not necessarily going on to, to that side of things, but don't get me wrong, with the environment we've got now, you know, guys have got, what, 30, 30% less testosterone now than they had back in the 60s by all accounts. Wow. So and, and I can see that from the guys I, I, I'm looking at. I can generally tell from taking a history and examining someone, going through everything, what their test is going to be. Wow, from, interesting. From, you see, without their blood work, interesting. Yeah, from 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 without their blood work, you can tell. Like I, I had a I had a, a personal trainer who who I saw um, last week in clinic. Um, he wants to. He's like a competitive bodybuilder mm-hmm. as well. Um, he he works all day training people. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, he gets he goes to bed at eleven o'clock and he's up at five. He's he's not going to have any testosterone. Of course, you, you yeah. cannot live. Um, on on that amount of sleep and do as much as you are during the day without something. How much do you think sleep affects testosterone levels? Massively, because you need you need all that time, the, the time to regenerate as well. Um, yeah. If you if you don't if you don't sleep, your, your hypothalamus doesn't kick in to produce testosterone. Yeah, you know, you're in this constant stress response, where there's you know raised cortisol, adrenaline, um, and it's going to fight your, your natural hormone production. Do you think? What I want to talk to you today that everyone's been asking mm. um, sort of my Instagram followers, my three Instagram followers, which is Scott, my mum, and my yeah. dad actually now as well. I don't follow you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you definitely don't follow me. <laughs> We're disgusted <laughs> and upset every day that you follow me. Um, it's about this new uh, documentary on Netflix called Game Changers by a guy called James Wilkes. He's a presenter on there as well. Um, who's an MMA fighter, very good MMA fighter. Actually, I, rem- I remember mm. watching him on The Ultimate Fighter back in the day. And he won the show and then got a contract at the UFC. So right. actually a very, very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this documentary, this this new um, diet coming out. So on the on the actual uh, program itself, they called it um, a plant-based diet. Mm. So I think they're very, very careful um, of, they call it a plant-based diet because vegan has a lot of con- negative connotations. Mm. I when, I when I think of vegan, I think of a green-haired lesbian um, who doesn't share armpits. But... That's generally <clears throat> who basically loves space, very, very leftist, I'd call it. But actually, plant-based, it creates a new sort of culture behind it. Um, and this is sort of the optimum way to eat, is what they're saying on this on this documentary. So Sounds more technical, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, of course, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've got a long list of questions here oh. to actually ask you. Um, it's not a very long list, actually. Is it not? No, it's, it's written, looks like it's written by a child. But, like, <laughs> but um, so anyway, so the, the first thing to actually ask you, what are your thoughts on Game Changers? What's, what's right. the, what's your, what, what, do you right. think, what do you think of it? Okay. Um, Overall. I think it was very very well put to, put put together. So do I. Uh, really quite slick. Um, I would say it was sort of mesmerising, um, hypnotising, and probably indoctrinating to the weak and frail, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, you're somebody who's medically trained. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because the amount of people, who, yeah, and, and that's why there's, 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 you know, we've had this sweep of veganism. I think from because that people are, are, are naive and they they've taken information on board. Um, I think the biggest thing from it, uh, with regards, to, you know, is the fact that what was Arnold Schwarzenegger's and James Cameron's intentions by making this film? Because I think us four guys in the room here 
have, in a lifetime would eat less meat than Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is the thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you see those pictures of him on, on Venice Beach back in the 60s eating massive steaks every day. And he was doing that five times a day, but suddenly he's a changed man. Because that's where his uh, stock portfolio is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so so my, my thinking was, you know, before this came out, has he, has he, has he got shares in, in, in vegan products or something, you know, behind this? And he's thinking, well, this, you know, if I'm, I'm back in this, this is going to become big. Because, you know, really quickly, all, all the supermarkets brought out all this shitty processed vegan food. You can get vegan Donna meat now. Um, it, it, it's all there. Um, and, you know, KFC, Subway, Burger King have all got these... Jumped to the bandwagon. Well, they're, not, they're not vegan or vegetarian. Do you know that? The, what, the, the product? Yeah. They're in, not allowed to say that they are. Oh, so right. They're, yeah, they're right. meatless. Mm, yeah, they're, they're meat-free, but they can't say that it's uh, vegan or vegetarian because they cook it on the same... Yeah, so Bird King, they, they want that same whoppery taste. So what they're saying is, we've got this really great meat vegan tasting burger, but the reason why it tastes so good is because we cook it in meat. Um, Interesting. They, so they, I didn't actually yeah. know. So that's going across. The, so they haven't got a separate cooking no. area. So they can't they can't sell it really. And if they sell it as meatless, meat free. Wow. Because wow, a lot of lot lot of vegans would be really pissed off with the fact that it's it's on the same counter. Because yeah. you know, if you're really strict. Yeah, you, of course. You, you, don't, you, you don't. You don't want someone wearing, you know, wearing the same gloves. Yeah. As, um, interesting. It's it's. it's... Oh, yeah, what a good question. What I mean, that's again. So it's actually quite a good yeah. variety of people. Here. So it's good. Part, so Matt, being obviously a consultant, is a doctor. Me being a nutritionist, all have scientific backgrounds. And Scott's sort of like a, I'd say, you know, an average guy sort of yeah. looking at it. Someone yeah. like him who trains is interested in training and health and wellness, like yeah, um, yeah. all of us. But it's sort of, I'd ask. Yeah, Scott, what do you what do you think when you first saw it? What do you with an open mind? Oh, but I'm a skeptic, so like I I I looked at him and was like, okay, where where where's the money trail? You know, like well, what's yeah. the reason? Where's yeah. the money trail? Why are all these big celebrities getting behind it? Um, and then when I watched it, look, it, it was well put together. But when I saw the biggest one for me was the erections, and this one I was like, this is a bunch of shit because when they're making, you know, human. Humanity changes that, that are going to fucking change the, the the planet as a whole, the way we do things, the way that we're doing things, right or wrong. Then they're basing it on two sixteen or three sixteen year olds going, "Oh, well, you ate one plant based one bean, meal. one meal, and you got two more boners tonight." And it's like, "Oh, well, this is vegan, of course it is." Nothing wrong with sixteen year old boners. No, but it's literally, "Oh, you, oh this this kid is getting a boner at night because he had a he had a vegetable," and it's like, "Oh, that, that's science." <laughs> Like for me, I wanted to hear more about like what 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 they didn't show was stuff that I'm aware of that you know how big and how what actual amount of food consumption you have to have to make a vegan diet healthy. I'm not saying vegans can't be healthy. Yeah, Just yeah. saying to actually do it healthily, yeah. everything I've seen and read, the amount of food consumption that you have to intake is almost like even for me who likes food. No, I don't want to be eating fucking four hundred grams of uh, four hundred ounces of, of of spinach every morning. Like it is, it is intense, and that is what I just don't it's think extreme. It's always did. extreme. No, and and what they've done is, you're right. You said it earlier. You touched on it. What I've seen happen massively, and it is all my friends that seem to also love a bit of Herbalife or or pyramid schemes or you know those sorts of people. <laughs> yeah. They're now you know oh I watch Game Changers and now I'm a vegan in the next day, and it's like okay, where are your sort of like understanding of how damaging vegan you know vegan food is and the worst thing is so what you've done is you've gone from eating organic healthy meat or, or meat and you know like a mixed varied diet to eating 100 percent oven food mm. yeah this is the thing so i'd sort of interject is that 
if you take a think about this logically, right? So you have something like a steak or a piece of chicken, which is is the animal, okay, I have a piece of, piece of meat, which is what it is, the protein source, right? But you, you honestly think that getting um, a soybean or sorry, sorry, from a soy, soy plant and getting, extracting from it, putting it into a factory, um, adding flavors to, to make it taste like meat, adding additives so it looks like meat and coloring to make it look like meat, packaging it so it looks like meat, making it taste like meat. You honestly think that's more health than eating just a piece of meat. It's almost delusional. And the main thing is what Scott just said again a minute ago. So usually people ask, where do you get a protein from? And all vegans I know, they start screaming in their faces, why do they keep asking me where do I get my protein from? But where do you get a protein from? Any, I'll tell you as a nutritionist, um, if you want, the problem with vegan diets, the main problem is any protein sources you have, like lentils, whatever it might be, or peanut butter or nuts, the amount of protein you need to put muscle on, you would need so much extra fat and carbohydrates to make up that protein. So you have some nuts. Okay, say you want 40 grams of protein per meal. How many how many nuts would you have to eat to have uh, 40 grams of protein for peanuts? The amount 200 of fat, grams. 200 grams. grams. And how many grams of fat is that? I can't tell the top of my head, but there's a massive amount of calories. It's about it's about 60% fat, isn't yeah. it? And the, and, the, and the main thing is here as well, that the, the take home is really, is that... With, ve- with vegan diets as well, you can have a very you can have a healthy vegan diet, and you can also have a healthy um, non-vegan diet. But you also have an unhealthy vegan diet and an unhealthy um, non-vegan diet, meat-eating diet. And I think that people think, okay, I'm vegan, so I can just eat chips. How do you think that's healthy? Of course, it's not. That's the thing. Or you can eat, I don't know what um, you can you can eat a more a more balanced source of protein um, with vegans. But the other thing as well, and Matt's pretty seen it in clinic. What I've seen with a lot of a lot of people is they think the answer is always extreme. You can reduce your meat. Yes, will that help with low cholesterol? Possibly, but it can be less extreme. And I think a lot of people, Matt, I'm sure, seen this before. It's covering up eating disorders where they're vegans. They'll go out to eat, go, I can't eat anything here, or they'd be very, very. Oh, I just have that um, edamame bean with one grain of salt on. It's to basically cover up. They've got some sort of eating right. disorder, yeah. and it's a way of, of, of pushing it into another, another. Uh, another Maybe you sort. see that more as a nutritionist. I do. I, I see it yeah. all the time. I see yeah. a lot of teenage girls do it all the time. Yeah, well, I, I can I can talk on someone that I know. Obviously, I won't mention names, but um, the uh, like she. She says to me all the time, you know, I want to be, I want to be vegetarian. I want to be vegan. I want to come away from meat. And I'm like, Why? babe, you can't even eat, you know, like enough calories and intake and you're not comfortable around food enough to eat on a, on a, you know, being able to eat with no restrictions. Yes. Yeah. I if I put a plate of the right macronutrients that you need on a vegan diet, you wouldn't get through with two mouthfuls because she doesn't Three, eat. Three right? volume. And that, that's the issue. I, I don't think people understand that like. I, I think we should. We should release a video of like what a vegan, you know, yeah. the macronutrients yeah. equal each other and see what the size difference is. Yeah, I would say, James, as well, with um, sort of, you know, opening thoughts, that there wasn't any elite athletes on it. I didn't no. actually know. You know, there was a, there was a, there was a fat, strong man. <laughs> there's a fat, that's strong man. not the strongest there, man in the world. But, but it's ridiculous. I, no. I don't know any, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know any elite athletes who win gold medals in the Olympics who are vegan. Do, I, do you know I've any? Good, I'm I've, not, got good, I've got, I know I've got Mo Farah, but you I've know. I've got a very good answer for that. He eats corn. He eats corn. So, so, I've, got a very good, I've got a very good answer for that, actually. So and this will answer a lot of questions <laughs> right. for people, right? Very, very simple. Right, so people always go on about the vegan diet. Wow, you know, we've got this uh, vegan bodybuilder, this vegan athlete. Right, how do they build the muscle in the first place? Probably on shitloads of anabolic steroids and eating meat. So Arnold Schwarzenegger built his size for Mr. Olympia. Look, don't get me wrong, he's a very talented bodybuilder, hardworking guy, I get that. You know, genetically gifted, all the above. But he was taking steroids and eating meat. 
And now, if someone then goes, okay, what I'll do is become vegan, a lot of bodybuilders and athletes, they'll go, I'll go vegan. They maintain what they look like and then they're still taking drugs. That is not the same thing as someone building that muscle tissue from scratch. It is not the same thing. People need to get that ahead. Am I saying you can't build muscle um, while be vegan? Of course you can, but it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot more difficult. Like we said about the calories. You're never going to have the size. No, you're they not. Don't. They not. do not have the size. Yeah. It depends what you want. What kind of, if you're going to be a physique athlete, then yeah, you, 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 yeah. you'll get but away with body body pumping no, lots no, of drugs. But back, back to game changers, they all failed. Like they were following that endurance runner. And I'm not saying it's not fucking difficult to do that. Like everyone, non-meat eaters fail. But you know, the, the examples they used of the athletes they followed were, were all failures. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't high high level. No, they weren't. You didn't have anyone on. No, you didn't have anyone that's actually good. Guys are quite good athletes, very good athletes, but not yeah, the top level. But, they, but weren't. they weren't. They were, yeah. yeah. A lot of people top. I hear going vegan are actually ex athletes. Like Rashad Evans just recently said, MMA fighter, mm. world champion, said he's now gone vegan. I find a lot of people that, you know, once they finish their careers, then they get on yeah, the I vegan bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never felt better. It's like you know, it's because you're not training and competing anymore. I'll tell you something interesting. More free. You know, that that equivalent of it, it's the exact equivalent of it, is with very extreme left-wing views, where basically someone will go, once they've earned all their money, then go, you know what? I believe in you know, giving all our money away. <laughs> it's very, very easy to say that once you have all that money. What about the hard work and a graft you put in to get there in the first place? And then they can sit back once they have all that money and privilege and then also be a champagne socialist and the exact equivalent of being yeah. a vegan after they become an athlete and build some of that muscle in the first place yeah. from a meeting me. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, right. are there any high-level athletes that are are vegan right now? Like high, high, high level? Not on top of my head, but then... Yeah, we'll... we've got, you've got, uh, um, as I said, Mo Farrow. But but he likes L carnitine and things like that, so we can't. <laughs> What's L carnitine? Uh, it's, it's a it's, it's a it's a dipeptide that's in meat. Yeah, that's a, a great performance mean? enhancer. Um, so and he yeah. what takes that right? Well, s- supposedly um, <laughs> <laughs> at the Tower Hotel in London, he yeah. did before the marathon. <laughs> the Tower Hotel, <laughs> yeah, with them yeah. as EPO. Um, so the, the next question I have for you, I remember the um. The gladiators apparently had a ve- just a vegan diet, right? As well, right. they looked into their bones. Remember, they sort of said they had a, a lot strontium. Apparently, I can't remember the top of my head. Is worth right. seeing how yeah. much um, uh, how thick their bones, are, how strong their bones are, basically. Yeah, yeah. And all these gladiators were on a vegan diet, and they said, "Well, that's proof that a vegan diet worked because they're the top athletes of the time." And sorry, I'm just going to interject. So, first thing I think. This is thousands of years ago, and you're going, some gladiators were put in a ring, ate a vegan diet. Congratulations. Well, I don't understand what the point of What's the point yeah, of that? Yeah, I think, I think it was a, ridiculous. So, I, I just think the quality of some of the things they were putting in was a joke. They could have filled, filled the documentary with, with useful information. Um, yeah, it's a joke. So, so they're exhuming bodies from 2000, what, 2000 years 2000 ago? Years ago some, something like that. Ago. Right. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Is a gladiator not a slave? Yeah. I think yes. nine out of ten. They're not the top athlete, and they're not. not, not I, I think I think not, nine out of ten were slaves. But you'd have professional <laughs> yeah. gladiators who, you know, they were the the, the real the deal, yeah. right? Okay, so if you've got a slave, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going to feed them ribeyes every day. No, of course you're not. You're not, not going to give. You know, they're going to be lower in the pecking order than your dog. Yes. Okay. So so what you're going to do? They are going to be plant based, but um, but what, what I would say is Italy. I think it's in the Mediterranean. Yeah. If, I, if I remember rightly, right. So Italians eat a Mediterranean diet. Mediterranean diet. So a Mediterranean not, diet is correct. a plant dominant diet, plant based, plant less, dominant, less, whatever you want less, to call less it. Less meat and yeah. it's full of olive oil, full yeah. lots of veg. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. lots of roasted vegetables, lots of extra virgin olive oil, lots of. They had pasta back in the day in 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 Rome as well. Now, 
you know, they were eating the majority of that because they still do it now, Italians. You know, you have that plate of pasta first, you have vegetables, and then the small part of the meal is meat because it's expensive, or you're having beautiful, like, I don't know, casserole or offal. That's like interesting that. you say that because actually that's Italian diet, but I realize so pasta the, so, first. So, yeah. so they, they said sort of plant day, sort of, sort of plant dominant. Well, yeah, because that's how they lived in, and they were slaves. So it's, you know, completely worthless. I just thought it was wor- of, what, worthless piece of 10 minutes of your saying, time. Exactly, I was saying, just, it, it, it's me being honest, I watched this, and as someone has a scientific background, I went, they're slaves, they're the bottom of the pecking order. <laughs> yeah. And why go, slaves who ate like that 2,000 years ago, eat like that, you should eat like that. So I don't understand where it yeah. came from at all. Yeah, weird. they've got a good chance of being killed in the ring straight off, yeah. so you're not going to fit Well, they're WWE, you know that. Like, the gladiators have said it was basically WWE. Like, they used to take them around, make money off them, prevent yeah. them. and the ones that were dying, the ones we see in Gladiator, yeah. those were slaves, and those were, most of them weren't even slaves, they were ex-convicts and stuff, put up for slaughter. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it... It was the most direct. That's what they opened with as well. Yeah, game I, well that, that was that was the yeah. yeah the opening scene. I thought you know from that I just was they switched yeah. off. Right, that's what happens going on. Well. Here. I paid five ninety nine for for Netflix for this. Of course, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's another thing. Probably Arnold and James Cameron got um, shares in Netflix. Of course they do because they you know I, I I didn't have Netflix before because all of my you know I had all clients texting me, phoning me, Matt, have you watched Game Changers for about a couple of months? Yeah. And, then, and then and then then I signed up for. Don't get me wrong, I quite like Netflix now. I actually love Netflix. But yeah, yeah, but you know that's that's the reason. So how many people have signed? Millions of people have signed up because you can't get you can't get the program without signing up to Netflix. Yeah, so everyone wants to watch. Well, they, yeah. they were the number one independent selling documentary on iTunes, and then yeah. they got bought. The rights got bought by Netflix. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I I I just bet. What happened was that because you know um, Jackie Chan was in there as well. He didn't actually right, appear in the, the film. He's just an ex- executive producer because yeah. for marketing. But they all they all have shares in like the Beyond Meat companies and you know oh, they, yeah. yeah they all have there we go. Uh, the, yeah. the money trails there. Um, it's just which is fine. I don't I don't I'm not against people that are like vegan. Like do again. It comes down to like do whatever you want to do. But why the fuck are you so loud and aggressive about everyone really else being vegan and like I'm not an expert in the field, but when I look at some points, like, I appreciate like you know for some, and I also this I'm a strong believer in that we're all different, and you can't just say this is the optimum diet for human beings. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is the optimum diet for you, and there's definitely like templates. But why why are they so like they don't give a fuck about any of the any of the facts of what when you when when you when you when you What's the main uh, bean used in veganism? When they when they're farming soy, like all the stories of like billions the, of animals, they kill the animals like, over and over again. Eat the land that. can't be reused. The soil, like the, the think, soil on the top. Mm. And I'm not saying that like that, that, that might just be the the other side saying like all these bad things, but they're definitely tangible. But they won't listen to them. Like, no, they're just no. they're just delusional. They think by eating plants they're doing the right thing. It's like mm, sustainability for the planet can't be an argument in that factor. Then mm. it, well, they, well, they, well, they just basically want to feel like the best than people as well. Is another thing they're not really thinking. Yeah. It's a group. The, it's another team, isn't it? It's another. It's another way. If it belongs, it's a tribal again. It's yeah. called. Cool um, so on, on this on this um, on the game changes I had this endurance athlete on the guy that did. Scott will kind of understand more. What was it? It was like a. He did an ultra marathon. Ultra marathon. Yeah, he did a, one like over like I think it was like over like three four weeks. Where yeah. Oh, that was a guy walking. Yeah, Jarrett Jusenik. What is he like, confused about? Walking was he like like long long, long time. distance? Not like, yeah, yeah, and he did it very well, did he? No, he didn't. No, I remember that. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, right, there, yeah. like, oh, he wasn't able to continue, but he was vegan, so he was healthy. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, his name is Scott Jurek. Yeah. yeah. So, what, so what? So, what do you think about vegan athletes being? Uh, sorry, sorry, endurance athletes yeah. being vegan? Because there's a bit different to a bodybuilder or a sprinter. Yeah, but, I, I don't, I don't agree with that either, to be honest, because 
You know, is it was he called James or Will? Scott? Scott that, so which one are you talking the, about? The, the chap, the, the MMA fighter. Oh, James Wilkes. Yeah, James Wilkes. So, so I've done battle ropes. I'm not saying I'm an endurance athlete, but I know I can't go for hours doing it. And he suddenly turned vegan or <laughs> plant-based and he could go all day. He went for 10 ropes. minutes into an hour. So yeah, no, yeah, not... yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can do that. Um, I, I think, you know, if, you, if you're going to... There's added there's benefits of eating meat, okay, in in endurance. Okay, you've got L-carnitine, so mm-hmm. that, you know, increases metabolic function of mitochondria. Okay, yeah. You've got L-carnosine, okay, that in, in, increases heart function. Mm-hmm. And also you've got creatine, so that's the energy yeah. currency of muscle, okay? Mm-hmm. So those three, you've got on top of, you know, if you're going to eat your vegetables. So you can eat meat and then have your vegetable performance enhancers on top. It As on top, on top, you. of eating more veg. So you can eat yeah. your beetroot, you can eat your, uh, your spinach, um, your uh, spirulina, uh, and, so your, cher- and, your, and your cherry juice. And then you've got the benefits of both worlds. I think, you know... It's, it's, it's definitely not an improvement. Well, people, it's an interesting thing because I ask this as an open question because people think it's different for endurance athletes and different for, um, for sort of, I was going to say, sort of bodybuilders and the like. But at the end of the day, um, the very, very important part of endurance, of endurance athletes was Tour de France cyclists, um, whatever it's, marathon runners. One of the big things is maintaining muscle. So you'll know this as well that actually, one of the things about the Tour de France is, you know, there's so many guys on drugs. And that's another question for you. But one of the big things is actually it's so brutal on your body. If you did the, a lot of Dr. Thomas, you did the Tour de France and not on drugs, you would lose so much muscle, you would end up with rhabdomyolysis, which is basically a breakdown of, pro- a, yeah. it's basically your protein, your muscle breaking down and being, uh, it's causing damage to your kidneys, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Byproduct. yeah, yeah. Um, and what they said was that, and what I'm going to say about this is, if you're eating less meat, you can probably be breaking down even more muscle. Yeah. And one of the things for endurance athletes to keep strong and fit is to maintain muscle while they're doing all this, all this, um, all these events. Yeah. So, at a guess, not a guess. Being honest with you, you have to eat a high amount of protein, don't you? Again, when you're endurance yeah, you, athletes, you yeah. high calorific, calorific food because yeah. you can't be grazing all day as yeah. a um, as a Tour de France athlete. Of course, yeah, yeah of course, with the, with the appropriate amino acids. Yeah. Um, but actually, we have what's his name, uh, Mo Farah. We're talking about a minute ago. Actually, it's corn. Corn. Then yeah. I'm guessing. I'm not entirely it. sure. Actually, the amino acid profile of corn. You can't. You can get. So one of the things actually about the amino acid profile of um, a way to describe this actually is with with the vegetarian sources. Hmm. There's no um, vegetarian source that's complete protein. So you have um, eight essential amino acids. You'll know this yeah. as well. Um, and with vegetarian sources, they're never a complete amino. Um, never a complete amino I think they touted that quinoa is. I think I've, I've heard that, but think, it's got so it many anti-nutrients. Yeah, anti, yeah, so, it's so, yeah. so, so many anti-nutrients. Yeah, yeah. You, you end up yeah. shitting your pants. Yeah. So with 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 um with uh, vegetarian sources, you have a, have a complete protein. You need a complete protein source to put a lay down muscle. Um, so what they do actually something very interesting is something called mutual supplementation. So what you do Brazilians. The poor Brazilians, what they'll do is they have beans and rice, something called feijão. Yeah. And top of my head, rice is deficient in one of the amino acids. Can't remember which one it is. Maybe lysine. Mm. Uh, beans are deficient in methionine. What they do is have those two protein sources together, and that creates a complete protein. Okay. So there are ways definitely to have vegan and vegetarian diets and be healthy. Do most vegans and vegetarians know what it is? No, they don't. They don't have a clue what I was talking about, and they just don't realize how many things are deficient in vegan diets. They just go, you can have a relatively healthy vegan diet. You can, but they don't really think about what they're doing. They basically, they go, I'm going to be only vegan 
um, from now, have you ever thought about how, how to do it properly? No, you'd never get actual advice from someone like you or myself before mm. you start that. Mm. When mm. they're shopping as a newly vegan, like really you should be in the vegetable section and the fresh fruit section. Not though. Rather than the small section that states, I think you said earlier, the, yeah. uh, I saw the it today, yeah, the yeah, Donner vegan, vegan donor sausages. And I'm like, well, healthy, right? but also if you're that disgusted by the thought of animal products, why the fuck are you marketing like meat, uh, products meat, meat alternative products with the name? It's just I've crazy. got ribs as well. Yeah. They've got ribs. They've got duck pancakes hoist yeah. in now. Pork pies. It's it's ridiculous. Like I just don't understand it. I don't I, I don't I don't understand again, it comes back to if you want to do what you want to do, like whatever do your it, shopping yeah. basket is at Tesco yeah. doesn't affect me. Yeah. But you shouting and like it, it links in with again Greta Thunberg as well closing down the Finchley Road the other day. Do you see that? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, they closed down Finchley Road for How's that climate happen, change for a climate change um, protest. I was like, it's, it's just it all links back to this like loud, really important, yeah, well, loudness, and it's just like fucking get on with it. You do. I've got bills to pay. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. I remember actually in Liverpool streets, um, they closed down the horrors. Was that um, climate change protest? Yeah. Was it called? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember now what it was called. Uh, I can't remember some climate change protests going on. They closed the whole of um, Liverpool Street. And I found it hilarious how these, and actually one investment banker went over to them and just went up to them and goes, what, shouldn't you be at work? And the guy goes, I'm a student. He goes, well, how do you think you're being subsidised? Where do you think money comes from? Me paying tax. That's what's subsidising you to protest. We're getting on at work. And he goes, the funny thing is, it was amazing. He goes, the funny thing is, once you start working, you're going to stop all these protests, you realise what it's like to actually work rather than sitting on your, you know, having your parents pay for everything. And then you have this entitled attitude literally towards mm. everyone. The same thing with the vegan movement. Um, right, so one of the statements that sort of shocked me in Game Changers was they said that eating meat was as bad for your heart as um, was it smoking, smoking cigarettes. Smoking is like bad. Cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, smoking, yeah. Sorry, sorry, smoking yeah. cigarettes, yeah. Yeah, smoking cigarettes. That's a massive statement to massive make. massive statement as well. It? You know, cigarettes, well, how, how many carcinogens they got in them? Oh, well over 100. Okay, I think that they they said that I think there's there's two main carcinogens in in meat. Well, no, I don't know what carcinogens are. Oh, well, get cause cancer. Yeah. Okay, so you've got nitrates that are man-made that are put in processed foods. Yeah, I think they probably are. Bacon. Don't, and yeah, don't get me wrong, but that's man-made and that's shoved into it. And the other one is uh, they tout is um, heme iron. Mm. Now. That's really quite contentious because, you know, I think not sure if the studies show it, but heme iron is the main form of how we absorb iron. iron. It's the best way of and we absorbing How we iron. carry oxygen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're talking about the naive, okay, again, you know, at the start. Um, they touted that eight, you've got an 18% increased risk of getting bowel cancer if you eat meat. Mm-hmm. Okay, 18% is massive. You know, if I heard that, I'd probably think about stop eating meat, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, but what they didn't say is that, your lifetime risk is a way of manipulating statistics, all right? Your lifetime risk is 5% of getting bowel cancer, okay? Mm. That's everyone's risk. Um, if you eat meat, it goes up to 6%. So it's 18%. So that's an 8% yeah. increase. Yes, Do you understand yes, what yes, I'm saying? Yes, so, yeah. Of course, yeah. I don't think that's statistically viable, firstly. It's it's, no, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's not... It's not of significance. And also, these aren't prospective, let's say, studies where you randomise people to eating meat and not eating meat, okay? And look at them for 30 years and see how many people 
develop cancer. What they are, they're retrospective studies looking at people who have eaten meat and not eaten meat and how many people have got cancer. But there's so many confounding issues. Well, one of the confounding issues, Matt, is that people are vegetarian or vegan will tend yeah. to be more middle class. Yeah. So they'll tend to yeah. smoke less and train more. Yeah, exactly. And they, and they yeah. and have more access to better health care. Yeah, so yeah and, and vegetarians and vegans generally live healthier. They like to cycle to work. Don't they? They like to argue people so, achieve. So, so you can't look at these <laughs> this data retrospectively. So it's, it's, does, it's another waste of time. Does dyeing your hair green make you um, more vegan and actually make you healthier? But does, does, That's a confounding factor. But do, how do these vegans like afford a lot of the food? Because when I go... Uh, when I go to the sections that have the vegan food, the oven food, yeah. all, all this shit, it's like seven pounds for two burgers. Oh my god! Yeah, but a fillet steak is like about six quid if you buy it now. Oh, come on, let's be reasonable here. I'm, I'm seeing things from both sides here. James. I want to pay the one of them, <laughs> but one of those. <laughs> exactly. Animals, yeah, exactly. If you buy a decent steak, if you go out to a restaurant, it's, it's thirty quid for a steak now, isn't it? Of course. But if I go to Tesco, so they're going to still going to charge you for. A, sorry, sorry, sorry. Scott's saying it's seven pounds for two burgers, but the thing is, Scott gets all his all his meat from Graham's, a local organic. <laughs> Butcher, I was telling you, that's 90 pounds, one rib, three yeah, ribeye steaks. Different. And like, enjoys that They guarantee extra suffering for the animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this animal has definitely suffered for over 24 hours. But, but then, then again, you, you, go, you go to a restaurant and they want 17 pounds for a, a jackfruit, but I've never heard of jackfruit. What <laughs> the is best it? best one. The is best it, is one. It, what is jackfruit? No, it's just like, this is another one. thing that's rocked up. <laughs> jackfruit, yeah. What the truly it? best one is Wagamama's tuna. Oh, this? I've got fake tuna. It's watermelon. It's watermelon. They cut stuff. a slice of watermelon in the shape of a tuna steak well, they, and they uh, sear it. Well, they <laughs> and they're charging nine ninety five for some watermelon. Oh, no, the thing is, you've got to eat the whole menu at Wagamama's actually to actually feel full, don't you? We you actually do. We go mental to Wagamama's do, as well. Yeah. Don't but we? how can like, they be serving watermelon? Watermelon. They sear it. Well, it's an endurance. Set. It's got L citrulline in it. It's a joke. It's a joke. So one of, the, one of the things actually, whether, whether or not it's to do with um, the animal suffering, whatever it might be, becoming vegan, but one of the things actually that people talk about and I'm sort of concerned about um, is obviously about global warming. Yes, yeah. the, the big thing at the moment. We talked about Greta Thunberg a minute ago. But... According to this documentary again, 42, I think 40, off the top of my head, it was 42%, was it 42? Of, yeah, 42% right. of uh, uh, CO2 emissions come from, uh, from ag sorry, from, from meat production. From cow's and, farting. Yeah, from basically from cow's farting. Well, that's all going to be. That was another nice. awful documentary. What was that one that um, said that? Cowspiracy. Cowspiracy. That was also d there's, there's debunked. A, there's there's and... a couple of, um, yeah, there's a couple of them, isn't there? Several. Yeah. Yeah. So what, 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 what do, do you I th think? What do you think? So um, yeah, was it? Yeah, 44, 46%. I don't know. I'm not, we're not going to, let's not argue about 2%. Um, I think if you go, so the, the environmentalists on the other side, okay, on the other side of the fence would say, let's say that it's near a 4%. Mm -hmm. So where are we? 42, 44, <laughs> or 40%. There as well. Now, I don't know how many cows are on the planet, but I know there's, there's a lot of humans, there's a lot of cars, there's a lot of planes, there's a lot of factories, and they produce CO2. Now, from my recollection, um, plants, they don't plant themselves, okay? They don't pick themselves. <laughs> they don't wash themselves. They don't put themselves in a bag. They don't get on a plane themselves and they don't drive. So I think... They put in waitrose. Yeah, so oh, okay. I, I don't think that growing crops is carbon neutral. Course. Okay. Forgot about... Yeah, they have to, yeah. exactly. They're driven there. They're yeah, they're, they're, they're irrigated. You know, it all costs... It all costs CO2. I th but don't get me wrong, there is a, a probably a... Let's say a... 
an issue with the, with the world with the amount of meat we're producing because mm-hmm. you know if you, I, I don't think they're lying when they say you know the Amazon rainforest is 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 is, is, is being cut down and it's cut down for for the Americans greed of meat but also palm oil mm-hmm. you know they're but knocking also, it down. This is the thing. So if you grow if you grow a crop, so people don't realise this. I think we we're talking about it earlier. But yeah. If you're growing one crop like a, a, a soybean or soy plant, you to have one plant in a massive area isn't biodiverse. So you have to kill off a lot of animals to yeah. do that. Yeah. And only a certain amount of animals can live there. Or one type of insect yeah. can live Plus, there. Plus, yeah, yeah. now go and cut everything and it's uh, sending the ploughs and the tractors and they fucking kill them all anyway. Like, exactly. It's, they do. It's they, a do. Slaughter. they do. They do. They do. There's yeah. 1.5 billion cows in the uh, world. Uh, oh, 1.5 billion. Yeah. Okay, so there's a lot more humans. Yeah, it's just like yeah, a lot, lot, lot more. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, I don't think industrialized farming is sustainable. Um, I think the answer is that you need to go to, back to pasture raised farming, um, forage based diets in animals. Yeah. You know, you got Iberico pigs. What we oh, need like to, acorns, yeah, yeah. Acorns, what, yeah. What we need to do is just eat less meat, but eat Reduce more, more, meat, more yeah. quality of it. I think. I think the other issue is, um, you know, meat is calorific, okay, and it. it it, it contains a lot of micronutrients. Okay, oh, incredible right. I, I last night I I got a whole bag of kale. I quite like to make kale crisp with extra I know, virgin the olive oil. Yeah. yeah, I used I used a whole bag of it. Right, I ate it. Five minutes later, I was hungry. It's not enough calories. Yeah. So the issue is, if we all turn vegan, we haven't got enough space to grow the amount of plants for everyone. No. Where, where are we going to grow these plants? Mm. That that's an issue. We just have to kill some people. Yeah. That's the only option. And here. and also, I think if you if you talk, if you, coronavirus would do it for us anyway. Yeah, if you talk to like you know eminent ecologists, we've apparently got sixty years of growing crops industrially left until the land is barren and it's that's got the no top soil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, we've got no nutrients left in the soil. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to flog it like a dead horse. Okay, for all these people who want to eat, we're going to have to. Just put shitloads of fertilizer in, pesticides, fungicides, uh, to to grow these crops, and we're going to have to have ever um, scarily GMO food sources as well. Now, none of these are tested, and the, these GMO GMO foods. The issue with them is, I think, you know, what they're doing. You'll get you're getting higher yields, but also they've got better plant defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm to stop, you know, the bugs taking them in. Yeah. And those plant defence mechanisms are causing chronic inflammation and increase almost autoimmunity in, in us. So is that, is that going to increase as, as we go on with the GM food? So, you know, we, we haven't got enough space to, to grow all these crops. But, you know, what, what is the answer? Are we going to have meat in test tubes? But the problem with the meat in test tubes also is that... I can't either, either. You, you know, what are, we, what are we eating there? But also you've got to grow all of these chemicals and crops to actually to put into the test tube to feed point. it. Good point. Good point. Um, so, so, that's, so that's the issue. Point. Probably, probably what, what, you know, the, maybe the answer is that we go, you know, we go full circle back, back when we were primates. They, they ate berries, they ate a bit of veg, but they ate a lot of insects. Not. I think that's probably if we want yeah, to eat if, if we want actually. to eat protein, we're probably going to have to go back. You know who you know, who wants to go eat in but you know well, they say but, in China, Thailand, like, all the, they, 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 they do most you know, of their protein sources exactly. Through, so. we, we, we're in the Western world, you know, like it or lump it. We're probably going to have to go if you want to get that much protein. You're going to have to go start eating insects. It's funny with the GMO with the, with the GMO products. Well, so what it means genetically modified. Yeah, it's what they'll do is they'll get a so the genes of a plant and they'll basically insert a gene that says there'll be um, 
resi- resistor basically to, to sort of create their own insecticide, weren't they? Basically, yeah. they won't be yeah. eaten by the by the by the, by the insects. So create, basically, get the get the um uh, the genetic modifier, put this gene in that basically means they can't be eaten by insects. Mm. And to me, you're putting another gene into this plant, of course, it's going to make a difference. So how it, how it's going to affect your digestion mm. when you eat something like this as well. Yeah. If a, if an insect goes. Shit, I don't want to eat this. What do you think he's going to go to the joint side? It's just, like just massive yeah. business. Like Monsanto, who are like the most famous GMO plant. They, they I know this, yeah. Like, I think something like 80% of the seeds in the world right now. It's crazy. But they they literally have the ability to put DNA prints in it so they can tell if that crop was their seed. They only sprout once. So they, you know, farmers have to buy the next batch oh, the wow. next year. So they've got right. residual income. Right, right. Um, and then they, they're having this mad amounts of suicides in, I think it's mainly India right now, but there were farmers who go into massive debt because what happens was Monsanto farms spray all their seeds, you know, like they, they plant the seeds and the wind takes their seeds. They start pollinating in other farmers, you know, the local farmers' fields, and uh, and Monsanto sued them. Massive. Like, I'm talking thousands of cases. It's like an epidemic over there, where right, they, they're pollinate. You know, these seeds are pollinated. They're like Monsanto are like, you've got our, you've got our IP. You're you're growing off the seeds. We're going to sue you. We're going to take over. It's it's happening all the time. It's it's such a wild west when it comes to like food consumption and growth. And people don't understand like the government and these big companies that are looking to be beyond meat or, you know, even, even meat companies, even whatever, plant companies. What's the one thing there? Yeah, but what's the one thing there? Profits. Profit and money. They're businesses. So like test tubes, are we going to get the best, you know, healthiest, non-taminated stuff? No, we're not. They're just fucking, what's the cheapest, best quality that we can do to make the most amount of profit? And that's where we're fucked. Because when it's profit-led human health comes last. It's count- yeah, how and the environment pass- as well. Oh, that's, right. that's even yeah, less yeah. down the line. Yeah, it's like, this is the problem. These companies, they think, how many people die when, uh, we've got a new burger, how many people die when we eat it, right? Two out of a million people die. <laughs> Great. That's, that passes the test. We look good. We sound good. Like that. They're just trying to pass these tests to have public perception to look good so they can make money. The actual long term. And this is what I used to say about, um, I was going to get eye, laser, my brother got laser surgery in his eyes. Well, I have that as well. Like, right, so you had it as well. Laser, yeah. Twelve years ago, I think he had it, and it was like, but you know, it's only been going on for 10, 15 years. You it's know, been what going happens on in thirty than, years? Think, what happens? Like, so yeah, it's interesting because um, I had laser eye surgery. Um, what was it sort of ten years ten years ago now? Um, by a guy called Mister Bart, especially the best ophthalmic surgeon in the country. It's pretty expensive, but the, when you go with eyes, you're going to go to someone good, right? The point being, anyway, was I didn't have it in the first. I couldn't have it anyway because your eyes need to stop changing. But the point being is, it's already been out. You're right about that, that it's, it's not been out that long. So you know what the long-term repercussions are. But it already been out by then 10 years ago, I think quite a while already. Yeah. So I think it's been around longer than you think. Yeah. Though. But like, okay, test tube meat. Whatever, yeah, you don't know long-term repercussions. Long like once yeah. that goes at mass market and they have to start filling orders in Tesco's that are, you know, billions and billions of products. Like, can they sustain? Can they be consistent? Are there going to be health issues? Is it going to be another coronavirus outbreak or fucking mutated forms of disease that come from this, like, eating home? Like, it's so fucked. Even though Corona came from animals, didn't it? Actually, did yeah. Got it from eating. So it's interesting for like you're going to get a vegetarian or a vegan eating it because it did start off from one animal cell. I think that piece of meat, but is it justifiable to to eat that protein source if if you don't eat meat because mm. it's out of a test tube? I don't know. I don't Strange. Know I don't, don't know that. Oh, you mean the test tube? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you yeah, eat that, one. eat that how product. Can, how can any of me- the moral stand? The yeah, I, stand? I don't know. I don't know. Nothing has suffered. Know. 
What? So, but it did start off from a cell, from a from from an animal at some stage where it's been. As you were saying, no one suffered. Out. Depend depends again whether they're doing it because they actually don't want animals to suffer. Yeah. Or they're yeah, actually doing yeah. it just to because yeah. of, no because of, he- because no of health yeah. reasons. But so one of the last questions I have actually that I was interested in as well. We're talking about erections, we weren't even talking about erections, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm always bringing thinking it back to pick. But I was thinking about it, which most of the time I am. With an erection, my, on erection, with erection myself at the time oh, as well. Right. Thinking of men's erections, but anyway. So what I was, was going to ask was, um, you know, these are uh, three guys or students yeah. Yeah. in the US, university students, play sports, and they had they visited visited a urologist, and the urologist, what they did was they put what I can see as a cock ring, not that I've worn one before, but I imagine it's kind of like that. A cock um, probe. A cock, <laughs> a cock probe. Yeah. A girthometer. <laughs> I think it's a girthometer. And they did, they did. Yeah, a girthometer. Yeah. Girthometer, girthometer. Mm. Usually I'll check the girth is my mouth. But yeah. <laughs> Where's the doctor? I'll the doctor be in a, in a minute. Um, so, <laughs> so what they did was, they gave these guys um, a, a normal meat meal, yeah, a chicken burrito. Chicken, chicken burrito yeah, yeah, yeah. was, um, and they'll basically, um, when you when you go to sleep, what will happen is you um, have you'll have erections during the night, and they're basically measuring how how how, how girth they got. Well, girth, the meat meal, girthage. Well, he's the meat meal, and they did it again with a, um, a yeah. vegan diet. Okay, and they came. The statistics came that she had a, a more girthy penis with the. Um, the with, the, with the with the vegan yeah. type, the plant type. So, what are your what are your thoughts? And on this and uh, more erections. More so, more more frequent erections. Right? Yeah, okay. right. So yeah, so you had this urologist and his white coat. From, I think they're they're all like sort of eminent physicians. The people in there, they're like yeah, from Harvard and, course, and, yeah. and places like yeah. they, they all were. They all the the, the the real deal. Um, I think they had a lot of money in the back of their pocket as well. <laughs> Shed like. Um, I think I think the issue with this is right. You've got three seventeen year old. How can I say it? Pussy hungry. Yeah, exactly. Boys, right. yeah, okay. yeah. They're, they're horny as fuck, aren't that's they? That's not assumed. Could be they're, cock concrete, yeah, whatever. Let's not be offensive. Not, yeah, 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 okay. Um, um, and you've got three guys who haven't got an issue anyway, right? You've got, and so you've got a study study number of three, three, <laughs> three, people, three participants. All three the same. All three, right? Yeah, so they eat a, a vegetable burrito. They they go home with their girth. Girthometer. Girthometer. We'll call it girthometer. girthometer. And they measure, you know, how volu- voluptuous... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is that, is that the right term? I've never even heard of a voluptuous. <laughs> I've never Definitely heard of Scott. No, yeah, yeah. And, um, so, so they do that and then they measure how many erections <laughs> they have overnight. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, right? I, I've been there and like if you have a boner in the middle of the night, it's really off putting because you can't get to sleep. You're rolling on your front. Oh, it's I've got to go on my back. Who wants to more have erections. a boner at night? It's not important, you know. It's more important that they've got, they've got, you know. Let's, let's say they've got someone who's really unattractive in front of them. Pop, <laughs> pop, pop the, the, was it a bean burrito? Yeah. And see, 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 see what a boner they can get without. And that, I think that would have been a much more interesting study. <laughs> yeah, the variables. That's what it, yeah. How can these scientists exactly. get away with it? The variables. Well, then no, they wouldn't that do it. Night, three, right? that night. three, and then three that, people, one meal, one night. It's like yeah, what? and how many, bo- how many? So, so what was he? You know, what was he up to? The well? So he's it. laying there and he's just looking there. Was he, was he watching them? He's watching. No, He's got, he's, he's got his gethometer going. <laughs> <laughs> he's watching oh. the man wanking at the same time. I know, I know, I was. That's why I had the white coat. Yeah, you can see an erection. With me, you wouldn't see anything anyway. Erect or non-erect, oh. looks the same right. with a micro penis. Crazy, you need, you need more spinach. Of course, yeah. Gladiators and boners. Yeah, boners. 
Burners, yeah. The, the, so the, the bottom line with this as well, so we have all of this uh, discussion about game changers, but as a physician yourself, what do you see as the optimum diet for, I think there's two diets here, right? So what, let's say longevity first for an average, an average okay. individual. I, I think it's one in one, one and the same, to be honest. If, if you, um, first, I don't think there's one perfect diet for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think we're all individualized. I think firstly, I think it's quite simple. You just need to avoid all pretty much all processed food. Yes, yeah. Okay, so you're avoiding your rancid um, oils. Se- seed oils that you know are oxidized because they're the ones that are causing cardiovascular disease. So it's in trans fats as well. What about rapeseed oil? Rapeseed oil. It's good. Or yeah, bad? No, it's not good. Not no, good. it's oxidized. Yeah. So what, what would you? What would you? What would you? Um, the question is again. So talking about oils, what would you cook with? Uh, I, I think I think you can lightly cook with um, olive oil. You just don't overheat. So, extra yeah, virgin yeah. olive oil, palm oil, coconut. coconut oil, all the all the sort of natural oils. But hemp oil. Oh, I don't know about no hemp's a seed. Okay, all, all of the seed oils. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't quote me on that, but um, what I would say, you don't naturally be able, you can't get oil out of a seed. Yeah. Okay, what they do is highly processed, where they use detergents and such like to get the oil out of the seed first. Okay. Interesting. And then by, by the time it gets to the shop, unless you're in it's cold and it's in a, a, gl- a black bottle, it oxidizes. Becomes rancid, and that is that's the cause of the fats when they sort of translocate through the through the lining of your blood vessels and cause you know um, atherosclerotic plaques. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's those oils that are causing it. It's not your extra virgin olive oils. It's not your 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 fat from your meat that's yeah. that's causing it. Okay, trans fat. Yeah, and um, trans fats, fats, and also well, we're talking yeah. about simple Gentle. simple Gentle. carbohydrates. You know, like your high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. You know, um, so if you're avoiding them. And also, I would suggest anything that's got a label on it with a list of ingredients, as long as your arm, yep. don't eat it. Because what's it going to do? What's it going to have artificial flavours, colours, preservatives, um, what else? Emulsifiers, flavour enhancers. Th- that combination of all these artificial products, your processed oils and sugars, these are the things that are causing obesity, type 2 diabetes, dementia, malignancy. Um, and these are diseases of the Western world, and, and that's because you know the foods that you know are put on the shelves. Well, the thing is actually, so to get to become obese, become overweight, you have to eat too many calories, more calories than yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're, um, you're using. But the, the thing is, these foods aren't natural; they're hyper palatable. So yeah. in the wild, we look for thi- we'll be looking for things that are highly calorific because of food uh, short, a shortage. But nowadays, it isn't. In the Western world, it isn't. So. These food manufacturers are making things highly palatable by making them extra sweet, extra salty, whatever it might be. Yeah. And those are highly satiating foods. What we do is we basically look to eat more of these and it's actually unnatural. So the way I think when I get someone who wants to lose weight or maintain their weight, you want to have uh, less calories per bite. Putting on weight, more calories per bite. So that's an easy way to keep your weight down as well. So mm. it's going to be very, very difficult, Matt, for someone to eat too many calories from... Um, from Even chicken, to be honest, is very, very difficult. You're not going to get someone who's overeating chicken breast and kale. You're yeah. going to get massively overweight. Yeah, yeah. And we're not talking, Matt, about most in the Western world who are overweight. Not someone who's a bit chubby. People that are very, very obese, like very, very large. Independent like, and strong. In, independent and strong. I mean, we're not going to say anything about that. But anyway, um, just imply it. What the, what the, what's going to happen is they they... It's gonna be. It's, it's not gonna be by, by eating just a bit too many calories. It's gonna mm. be something else that is. It's like eating disorder. It's very different, right? So they're basically addicted to food, 
And as far as what I find interesting is a physician, that what happen is if you say to someone they're addicted to cocaine, addicted to drugs, whatever it might be, cigarettes, whatever it might be, an mm. alcoholic, no one bats an eyelid. But there's plenty of people that are addicted to food out there as well. Their cover-up mechanism for mental health being unhappy will be to eat. Mm. They'll be unhappy, so they'll overeat. You don't get massive, you don't get to 20 stone, Sally, and have to be craned out of your sofa um, to shout at your six kids with uh, ten, six different men. <laughs> to, you don't get it by mistake. Get it yeah. by mistake. It's from yeah. eating too much. Yeah, I, I think I think very much. Yeah, as I said, it's individualized um, your nutrition for you. Not every, you know, everyone's different. Um, but those things are I basic think, for everyone. Yeah, right? but I think you need to enjoy what you're eating first. Of course. Um, yeah. I think it's got to be palatable. Taste okay. good. Yeah, it's got to taste good. I think it's got to sustain sustainable in your lifestyle. Mm, okay, agreed. it's got to fit your normal day. You know, fit in with what you, you do during the day. I think it's got to hit your your micronutrients. Um, what else? I, I think the need you could, needs to be a little bit of in, dietary indiscretion. You know, I quite like that sort of 90 percent, ten percent rule. Mm. You know, on a Saturday yeah, night, yeah, of course you have a few. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's got to be environmentally sound. Okay, um, ecolog ecologically sound, um, pretty seasonal. Mm -hmm. Okay, probably best and and, and, and natural. Um, so basically, I, what you're going to say is, I think the thing that vegans can agree with. And everyone agrees with every physician, every dietitian will agree with eating more veg is good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's, we've that's nev we've never disputed that. No one disputes no, that. No, no, and that's no, no. what we can all agree on. I think it's about, about balance. What I would say is, I quite I think the simplest way of describing the perfect diet I would think is if you can pick it from the ground. Oh, this one. Yeah. Eat it. If you can pluck it from a tree, eat it. And if you can pierce it with a spear, eat it. Yeah. Otherwise, don't. Agreed. I, I, I think, and if you Agreed. do that, you're going to hit your micros. You your macros, sorry, micros and macros, um, and you're going to be as healthy as you can with regards to your diet. I'm not talking about how you sleep and how you interact with other people if you're spiritual, you know, in, you know. But 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 that that part of your life is going to be sound. When when I um so when I send my clients to you, um you know we go with their blood work, all their sort of basic blood work as well, and then we go through supplementation and, and nutrition together. But um what. Look, there's loads of supplements you can use, mm. um, but people don't have a endless budget. So mm. Mm. what would be the top three supplements you would take for it? For it? And I'll give you vegan. mine in a minute as well. Well, if it's a vegan? No, no. No, not for, not for vegan. We don't, we don't care about them. Well, um, <laughs> no, we do. We wouldn't take any benefit. Uh, generally. Gen generally for health. What, what, what do I like? What would be three supplements? Let's say four. Three supplements. Four. Let's do five. Let's do four. I'm going to give you five. Five. Okay. So to where I start, I think a good vitamin, mineral complex from yep. a quality and which, supply. And which one do you use? What's, what's I quite like Solgar V2000. Solgar, agreed, yeah. I yeah. think they're pharmaceutical grade. Yeah. Um, I like vitamin D. Yeah. Okay, a 5,000 IU. 5,000 IU. Yeah. D or D3? D3. Yeah. yeah. That's D what's um, what is, yeah, we're saying, we're saying, maybe I've spoken about this on another podcast, but vitamin D, if we live, um, most of us live in the UK or North, North America, um, you will not be getting enough vitamin D from sunlight. Yeah. Um, because, um, I think I don't know what the exact figure is, but you'd have to basically be standing outside naked all day um, with a magnifying glass on you, which um, I see magnify my glass my penis. Yeah, quite. <laughs> <laughs> I know they got it there before me. Oh, see my micro penis. Magnifying glass usually isn't enough. Um, the extra zoom. But anyway, so what I meant was anyway, vitamin D is something everyone needs to have. We, do, we won't. We won't be getting enough vitamin D. Whoever you are. Yes, but I think so. With um, you know where we live. Where we live. Anyway, we're talking about something exactly. Yeah, we're not living yeah, on the we're, equator. We're, yeah, we're not. We're, um, I like that. Um, I like magnesium at night. 
Which magnesium would you use? Um, I'm not. I'm not a nutritionist. Okay. I know well, you've, got, oh, you've got chelate. You've got all different. Tomato, use yeah. magnesium three and eight is the one. Three but life extension is a good one actually as well. Yeah. So I think it's around 400 milligrams of that. Yeah, I find I sleep better on that. I Green. think I repair better. Um, I think I think an issue, and also in the Western diet now, is the ratios of quality omega three fats. Omega six, yeah, of course. Um, I think it's, you know that different people say different things, but it's meant to be a four to one ratio. You're never yeah. going to get that diet if you're not eating not lots possible. of oily fish a day. So I think omega three fats are important. You know, different people say different amounts of that. Some people say you know, six thousand milligrams. So six thousand milligrams, so six grams a day. Some people sell it out to forty grams. Well, the, the way the way to measure it, um, why I measure it is yeah. the amount of EPA and DHA. Yeah. Um, so you should have which is which is well, on top of my head, I don't know the actual epi. Don't, 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 I can't remember top yeah. hexanoic acid or something yeah. like that. Top of my head. Um, I'd love to startle people with my knowledge, but I can't remember the top of my head. I've learned about a thousand times, forget every time. But um, so yeah, the EPA, DHA, they're, they're essentially mega three fatty acids. Actually, is the thing. Bioactive forms. Yeah, bioactive forms. Yeah. So those are the things you'd be looking at um, to get in your diet. So if you look at the back of a, a pack of fish oils, they'll say the amount of um, EPA and DHA in them. So what you'll do is want the total to be around three grams a day, two and a half to three grams a day. And that's the minimum I would take. And every single person I know who's who my clients or anyone I know, any friends have taken that, their skin gets better, um, their cholesterol, their HDL goes up, their LDL lowers. Yeah. Um, and you've seen it with... with um, people in your clinic as well that it really does yeah. help cholesterol helps them yeah, your skin get better as well actually yeah. helps absolutely everything well what we would say though if you're going to buy an omega-3 oil quality yeah if if you let's say you because a lot of people don't like the taste of cod liver oil mm. and they say taste of fish if your oil tastes of fish it's rancid, rancid yeah. and it's off and it's actually inflammatory so you really need to be careful if you're going on let's say the high street and from a health shop and buying their <laughs> Look 20, very careful, how careful yeah you. with their 20 pound bottles they're they're under a bright light in that shop all mm -hmm. day, warm. Okay, they're meant to be cold. So sensitive to light. Yeah. Is the thing. So so that so yeah, they're they're inactive and actually an issue to your body. So you really need to be buying from a from a quality source, pharmaceutical grade fish oils that come in a black bottle that are pre refrigerated. You need to refrigerate your oil. Yeah, you do. And the good thing actually about that, if you're selling me that, Jeff. Mm. Right, no, the tab, the tab's actually okay. Actually, they're, they're actually <laughs> the ones probably. you got me. Yeah, they're fine. The jelly so, ones. Yes, Soul Guard Nordic Naturals probably. The so, white, so, big white ones. So Nordic Naturals. Yeah. yeah. So the thing, actually, interesting thing is Matt though. So if you look at. Um, all the ones that have this interesting thing. Yeah. So people always go to, I like to buy from a high street brand. It's much cheaper. Then I say to them, I go, take a look at the dosages on there. To get the amount of EPA and DHA, I'm telling you, you'd have about you know, 100 tabs a day of the, yeah. the high street yeah, brand. Yeah. You're going to need four tabs from, say, somewhere like Nordic Naturals. So actually, to be honest, it ends up cheaper. Yeah. They're actually crap, basically. So you would actually end up spending more money. Yeah, and if you go look at a multivitamin in one of the... sort of ridiculous. Yeah, it's a proprietary blend. It actually hasn't generally got the, uh, the, the right amount of nutrients in. Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll, they'll splash about 50 different nutrients in, but it's actually like, you know, it doesn't, it's got like a 2% of your natural, it was a daily, you know, quantity. So what, what's the point? No what's point. More sugar as well to taste good. Yeah. Um, what, what would you, so what, and what, the, so how many so have we got? I've done vitamin D, magnesium, fish oil. I think if you, are, we, are we talking about people, general, general health, general health, 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 health,
creatine. Yeah, there's some creatine. Uh, and creatine monohydrate. So yeah, the quality yeah, five grams a day. Because creatine, it's, a, creatine. it's an energy currency in your muscles. Okay, but also it's a nootropic in your brain. It's very good for your brain. Yeah, it's exactly. very good for your brain as well. So I think that, that that's my baseline. That's five, yeah. my baseline the, the only yeah, that's actually so to make it boring. I agree with all of them mm. actually, and that's the ones I give to my clients. Mm. We work together, so we probably give the same anyway. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the like, of course, of course, of course, I agree with them. Um, but the lot, only one I would add in there would be a probiotic. So right. Yeah, so yeah, that's okay. basically... Yeah, is, that, is, is that a supplement, though? Or is that food? You know, where are we? <sighs> well, I, 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 I would argue it's food. I, I, would, so I, that, I would say it's food. It's two against we, one. We, we've, got, we've, got, we've got out of this, haven't we? So we actually have another food product in there. So I, I take Symbion. Yeah. Symbion? Simproof. Yeah. Um, but also just loads of fucking kombucha, thanks to Andy yeah. over there. So, so I think uh, the issue is, it's you know, these freeze-dried... Bacteria. So are to. they bioactive yeah. and the majority of them get destroyed by the stomach. Yes. So so the, so, so what the, the answer the answer to that is so spoken to a few gastroenterologists which are um gut specialists, <laughs> consultants. Yeah. So because you know what, when you when you ask someone, are you, don't trying, ask, are you trying to top trump me here? No, I'm not I, at I all. Think no, you no, are. no, no, no. So, you, know, you know, I'm not a gastroenterologist. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we still love you, Matt. Yeah. Well, not me so much actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, what what the, the big thing with that actually is probiotics are basically good bacteria. Um. So people don't realize 80% of serotonin is produced in your gut, which is your mm. feel-good hormone, right? The stuff that makes you feel good when you have sex, you do exercise, whatever it might be. Um, and it controls the, the gastrointestinal tract as well, with acetylcholine, yeah, it's that's always it. involved. And that's why people have IBS quite often have yeah. um, problems with depression. Um, and one, one of the things here as well, I was going to say was, so serotonin, so give an idea, if you take a, um, you're depressed, you're given a, uh, say something like Prozac, which is a uh, SSRI, yeah. selective serotonin yeah. reuptake inhibitor, which will go into basically you pass serotonin from one uh, neuron to the next. And what the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor does is it basically stops the serotonin being taken back up again. So you have more um, serotonin in the synapse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Point being anyway is that the probiotic will basically help with your gut and will basically mean you have more serotonin, you digest your food. And also another thing as well is that if you're not digesting your high quality food, you're spending all this money on high quality food, you can't digest it, what's the point? You won't be getting the, the full whack from um, the food you're eating as well. And that's yeah. why I put it, uh, give to most of these people or my clients. Another thing as well is actually that most people in their lifetime, I'm sure you yourself, have had some sort of infection of some sort and have been taking a um, um, an antibiotic. An antibiotic will kill the bacteria that is making you ill, yeah. but also kill all the bacteria in your gut. Yeah. So a lot of the bacteria in your gut. And what happened is you're, Gut, we inoculate with bad bacteria first rather than the good bacteria, or be, or be a mixture. It will not be the correct flora. It takes two years for it to to re um, colonate. Incredible, after, I after I one know dose that. of antibiotics. It's incredible, yeah, right? And so you apparently. Want to, yeah, so after taking a course of, antibi- course of antibiotics, strongly suggest taking a probiotic. And to answer the question about whether they're by, you know, they, they're killed by the acid in your stomach, the only the only two probiotics that are proven to work, and a gastroenterologist will give you, would be one called Simprove. Right. One of them. And the other one is VSL3, which you probably know about as well. Right, right. And if you look at those, they're kept in the fridge. They're refrigerated. Yeah, 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 sure. You cannot have one that's sitting in, in, in on a shelf in the warmth. It's not going to be liable until it gets to your gut. So what's the difference between that and a kombucha? A kombucha is a fermented a, food, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a natural form. So you've got the pre, prebiotics yeah, in, in, in that drink. So it's yeah. like miso soup. It's like sauerkraut. Yeah. Um so these, these are taking a, a definitely a, taking a probiotic. They're good for your gut, and they'll they'll enhance the probiotic, the prebiotic. So eating fibrous food, yeah. But so the base of the probiotic will be able to use them as food. 
Yeah. They'll grow better in your stomach because you have the prebiotic, the kombucha or the... Um, or the so you uh, use a kombucha. Is it what's better, Simprove or kombucha? I was not even comparable to Simprove. Really? I think what I would say is, is, right, is, is, is variety. Do you have a bit okay. of a mixture of everything? I don't know how many probiotics are in the Simprove, but if okay, if you, if you drink kefir yogurt, I think there's 13 different bugs, okay? If you drink miso, you've got different bugs in that. In kombucha, you've got the different bugs. The mixture is different so in all of them. Exactly. So you're colonising yourself with different bacteria. Because yeah, yeah. so, um, I think there's... There's well over 200 different types of flora within your in, within your um, within your gut lining. So, question for you: I this I'm hijack the podcast for a second. It's mine, so I don't have to hijack it. But the diet that James has me on at the moment: high protein, high fats, lowish carbs. Um, but when it comes to the veggie intake, for yeah. me, like I like to eat a lot of greens, but I don't like to actually eat them. I like to, personally, yeah. I like to consume them through drinking them. Right. So, is there any negatives to shakes? Like, and I'm not talking protein. Here, so, this the yeah, shake so I vegetable do. shakes. Well, you, what you're doing is you're lacking the fiber. Okay. If you drink a, a, a veggie drink, you're knocking out all the fiber. A lot of that fiber, your your um, probiotic bugs in your your gut are not able to eat on yeah okay and the problem is that that fiber you know let's say in a banana or the spinach that you eat slows the digestion of those carbohydrates that are in the food okay so you're going to have yes. more satiety you're going to whack in a whole load of calories very quickly it's going to get into your butt you're going to get into your butt in, into your butt <laughs> well, yeah yeah Scott, uh, yeah so, you're going to eat the enema is probably quite good um <laughs> Yeah, so, 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 so these calories, are, <laughs> these calories are going in quick. Okay, um, you, you're going to get a glucose spike. It's going to go down with the insulin. You're going to feel hungry again very quickly. No, but forget if not you... as meal replacement. So what I do is I just <laughs> instead of cooking loads of fucking vegetables at dinner and having yeah. soggy shit vegetables, yeah. I freeze all my vegetables right. and I just make. I do half pack of spinach. I do the. Um, the uh, super greens powder. Right. I do some frozen pineapple, a little bit of frozen pineapple. I do a little bit of coconut water, and then I put loads of kale in there, and then right. that's it. Oh, then you blend it from that, and I blend. Yeah, it. Oh, okay, well, that's juice that's it. it blends. It's different. Yeah. I don't juice oh, it. Oh, blend. I thought you were juicing it. No, no, juice, oh, no, 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 no just so I can literally go. As I said, you know, when we talked about people's diets, you know, it's got to fit in with your lifestyle. We're all busy. Are we taking any nutrients out by blending it? No, blending it. Not. You're actually making it more viable because you're actually you're actually pre-digesting. That's the thing, food. Scott is busy being racist and sexist with yeah. me. So we're very busy men. So yeah. You need to get back to doing that. So, that's what so you're actually <laughs> putting less work on your stomach to mm. break the food down. And, Fine. You know, so and, that's actually yeah. healthier. No, 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 sorry. I thought so you were juicing. that question, though. So going back to that, actually, about the, about yeah. the juicing. So people juice, they don't take in the fibre. The fibre will actually slow the digestion down. To explain that, Matt will yeah. go into it. But the way to describe it is when you eat something, it goes down into your stomach and then gets broken down by stomach acid and a lot of enzymes, and then goes into your small intestine. And what from a small intestine is where you absorb the food, basically. It goes into your bloodstream as glucose. Yeah. So what the fiber will do is, so say you're eating a meal, um, say it's uh, a juice. So it's actually, so we'll go into that, no, using veg. What will tend to happen is, it'll go into your stomach, you'll have the fiber in there as well, and they'll slow something called gastric emptying down. Gastric emptying time is the amount of time it takes to go from a stomach into your small intestine. So if basically you have a lot of fiber, the gastric emptying time is longer. So it basically gets drip fed into your small intestine and your blood sugar goes up less quickly. If you basically get rid of the fiber, what happens is you're drinking this juice with just sugar, it'll go into your stomach, go very, very quickly into your small intestine. So reduce gastric emptying time, which means your blood sugar will go through the roof and you get a 
big peak and a big trough in your energy. So that's why it's so important with each meal to have some fiber or protein actually as well with each meal mm, as well. Mm. That each meal you have with carbohydrates or any other source, it's very important that you have veg and protein because that will slow down the digestion of the food as well. Keep your blood sugar stable as well. Keep your energy levels maintained throughout the day. And that fiber also is feeding your gut again, my, feeding my gut microbiome, isn't well. it? Because all of, all of those, you know, those, those non-digestible starches that are in fiber are feeding, you know, and and you're getting the benefits. From, I th- as I said, the serotonin. What else? Um, it controls your immune function. Immune, well, yeah, immune, yeah, 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 immune, immune function. function your gut. There was, um, I think, a lot of people are interested in as well. So, what your opinion is on this as well? So, the last thing to go through as well, but the most most fun part um, is that what with. with because you deal with a lot of bodybuilders taking performance-enhancing drugs mm. and you're around that with athletes and, and the like. I know you can't be exact, but what do you think the the percentage of people taking performance-enhancing drugs who, look, we'll take some sports that don't require any strength. But in terms of endurance athletes like Tour de France cyclists, weightlifters, um, judokas, um, how many percent of people are taking performance-enhancing drugs, would you say? Would I say? I think... The percentage of well, probably ninety nine percent of the Tour de France athletes were taking drugs, or, or I don't know about now, but you know you're you're non competitive if you don't take drugs. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel very, sorry. Sorry for Lance Armstrong because everyone else is doing it. Anyway, exactly. Everyone else was taking drugs, but he still was the best. Irrespective, the resting heart rate of something like thirty, didn't yeah. he? Something like that. The guy's superhuman. He would have beat them. You know, off drugs. So this, if they were off drugs, but it wasn't even playing. Even play, this is the interesting thing to answer that, and it, this moral high ground people have with that yeah. in particular is whether drugs existed or not, these people would still be the creme de la creme. They would, they would There'd be. be less. Say, give you an idea. They wouldn't. The time wouldn't be as quick, but they'll still be the winner because none of them are on drugs because they're so, genetic freaks. They're genetic yeah, freaks. Yeah. The hardest working and yeah. intelligent the way they train. I mean, and they're, they're the best coaches. And they recover. You know, the they're genetically gifted anyway. Yeah. Whether uh, again, whether some fat bloke sitting on the sofa or a guy wanking to World of Warcraft in his mum's basement, um, thinks he'll be a Tour de France cyclist, he never will be. Hasn't got the work ethic no. or the genetics. It's, it's right, just it, the hours put in, isn't it? You know, how many times are you going up those hills with oh, your thighs terrific, burning? Terrific, um, terrific. Yeah. Well, they do as well. And an interesting one, because people don't realise this actually, and how different would be the drugs be that a, that a, an athlete would take to what a bodybuilder would take? You see someone coming into a clinic. What would they be taking? Would it be the same? So it would be, you know... Testosterone, would it still be testosterone? To be honest, it's quite a narrow repertoire of what people are taking. You know, the sort of the track and field athletes were taking testosterone for for improved recovery. That's mm-hmm. the main thing. It's not about building muscle. It's about being able to train harder. To use sooner. different sort, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you recover quicker on 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 these agents. Yeah, you don't get me wrong. You're going to be more powerful on on testosterone as well. I think a lot of bodybuilders and sports athletes are taking. Similar. That's why I, I, I knew what the answer so was. Similar. Hormone, same testosterone, same yeah. uh, but then you'll get the performance enhancers on the athletes, like so, um, clenbuterol, ephedrine. Was it that moldinafil or something? Yeah, that's like, one, the, yeah. The, 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 Daphnil. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Um, it's more of a nutropic as well. Though, yeah. So, I think I think it's mainly with, with the re- recovery side of things. But then you had the endurance athletes taking sort of the EPO to yeah. reduce, increase their red blood cell yeah. count. So. Well, no, it's, it's quite a narrow repertoire. Well, it, it, of, it's of, this of interesting drugs. thing, Matt, though, isn't it? That people think that they go, because bodybuilders aesthetically to look at are the most extreme. But it's the reason why they look like that is because they're using drugs for different purposes. They're training and eating differently. Yeah. So that's why they don't look. They're not doing as much hypertrophy work. They're not building so much yeah. muscle. Yeah. So they don't look like that as well. But what's, also, bodybuilders What's, what's the anyway. difference on the, the intake on, you know, one of these bodybuilders that, you know, looks like they're about to explode? 
What's the most famous bodybuilder? Or get like Jay Cutler or someone, Ronnie Coleman. Or yeah, Ronnie Coleman. It's, it's, it's really quite different on what bodybuilders are taking, what you think they're taking, what they're not taking. Because the majority of these guys are just like the um, Tour de France athletes, that they are genetic freaks anyway. So mm-hmm. they are going to, they will be the best irrespective if they take drugs. Yeah. I'm talking about if on a level playing field. Um, there's a massive difference in drug dosages and what people take and what they think is going to work. Okay, um, if you look at the, the sort of the studies, um, you're, you're taking about 800 milligrams of a testosterone product a week is sort of maximizes the results you get. If you're going to take more than that, you're just going to start getting side effects. You just get sorry? 800 milligrams. So you get a lot of people who are taking three grams, grams four grams of these products, and they look awful. They look like they're going to die. They're they're red. They're bloated. Their blood pressure's through the roof when they come in and see me. Um, it's an but interesting... They think, they think more is, it's better, is, right? is better when it's not. It's, not it's an interesting case. one, actually, as well. So um, the way I look at it is actually a very famous bodybuilder in the US. He's an IFU pro, so he's world powerlifting champion as well, a guy called Stan Efferding. Very yeah, Stan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So very interesting, yeah. very smart guy. The vertical guy. Yeah, vertical. Very, very smart guy in terms of business. Very, very wealthy guy outside. Mm. Um, I have a huge amount of respect for him as well as a person, incredible person. But um, point me anyway, something you said very interesting. He said that he, growing up, was very, very small and skinny and then, you know, became a professional bodybuilder, became an absolutely massive jack guy, right? Um, People get confused here as well. So they go, oh, you know, he's not genetically gifted and he became a pro bodybuilder. No, 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 no. Matt, this guy's genetically gifted how he reacts to drugs and training. People don't seem to understand he's not naturally a big guy, but the way he reacts to drugs is a gift. If you said, I mean, he is gifted the way he responds to training and food. And he did have Olympian... Oh, I was um, athletes um, training as well for money. You know, so, he, yeah. he, he had the the the, the creme de the, the creme. creme. De cre- you know the story um, actually about him. Yeah. He was a very wealthy guy yeah. with property, and he, which I, this is what I respect a lot. It's kind of thing I would do actually goes. He basically found um, Dexter. No, was it uh, Flex Lewis? Flex. Flex Lewis. He literally went up to Flex Lewis, found the best bodybuilder, and went up to him and said, "Put fifty grand on the table in cash," and said. To, let me live with you and turn me into a pro yeah, bodybuilder. And he moved to, he moved to, to his house. He, to, to where, so what yeah. I like about that guy is if you want something, you'll just do it. He goes, it's the best guy. I'm going to find out, you know, the best way to do things. And why, why I came to Matt, actually, you're the best guy in your field, had the most experience. I thought, I want to find the best person in my company. So I came and worked with you. I want to find the best guy possible. There's no messing around. So you want to do it. Or somebody who has experience. Yeah. Matt's really ma- made all the mistakes and, you know, seen everything through experience. That's why I sort of thought, let's take the guesswork out and come to you and ask these questions as well. Hmm. What's I think a final question as well. I mean, what are the um, with 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 these 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 bodybuilders? What's the biggest side effect to health you see? Side effect, <clears throat> couple couple of things. It's mainly cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. These are the main issues. They're the things that are going to kill you. Actually, that's what I meant. They're going to actually kill you. These are the ones that are going to kill you, and these are the main issues. Um, with the bodybuilders, blood pressure is normally. And that's something you can do quickly. It's not a cholesterol. Yeah, quick. through this, and, and that's going to cause problems. Um, and the other, the other fact is that a lot of these steroids were developed um, for people with anemia. Okay, that, that's cell all the air. So your red cell goes up. So a lot of these guys come in polycythemic; that their blood's so thick. thick that you've got a risk of a stroke. Um, what did you do with attack. them? You told me that. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 so that that's the main risk. But I think it's also that a lot of these guys. You know they're young, and their lifestyle isn't quite good. Often they don't eat that well, and then at the weekend they're out snorting coke. Oh, 
Okay, this this sort of lifestyle, excessive lifestyle. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The, the, I'm talking about the the guys in their young twenties. They started taking steroids, and then they're getting the, these. So they got massive spotty backs. You can tell the ones they're red. They look off themselves. Where does the acne come from? Um, testosterone um, is converted to two different hormones. Um, as a way for a, a, a action, but also excretion. So testosterone either, either gets converted to estrogen, that yeah. make, gives you sort of it's boobies, it makes you um, hold water, put your blood pressure up, or you get what's something called dihydrotestosterone that's converted to. Now, dihydrotestosterone gives you the aggression, your, your, you know, your manliness, let's say. But Strength also, Yeah, but also um, it's very sensitive to the hair follicles where it kills your hair. Okay, so you go bald. Um, also, you get a hairy pack, and also you get lots of um, sebaceous gland activity, and then you get blockages, and you get big mm. horrible spots over your back. So that's the that's the. So by the spots, obviously, I'm bald and yeah. I have a hairy back. Is that that's so you just probably high, got high Yeah, that that's that's high DHT conversion. So to dihydrotestosterone. What about a small penis? I mean, that's just genetic. I think both are genetic, probably. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I have the same problem then, oh, Scott. What do we yeah. do? So eight hundred milli. You say eight hundred milligrams. Yeah, from what the studies show. And what and what would be um? So what? How many? Unless it measured differently in your blood, and that was in alliliters. Oh, okay. Yeah, but what, what would it? What would it? Um, how many milligrams would someone naturally produce? If you're doing a bit of grounds, well, if we, if we, it depends if we're talking about now or talking about 60 years, you know. Okay, the, the normal range. Health, what okay, we think norm, is normal, normal range is 11.4 to about 30 nanomoles a litre. Okay, and the best way time to do that is eight o'clock in the morning because that's when you're peaking your testosterone levels. So anything up to 30, you, you, you're cooking. Mm -hmm. Okay, down 11, okay. you're not. Okay, but the majority, I would say, Majority of guys I see are around the sort of thirteen mark. That's oh, wow, average. very that's, low. That's then. average. Um, the highest I've seen is twenty-seven. You told me, was it? Yeah, that's that's my father-in-law, and he's about seventy-seven. Wow, he's got the highest testosterone I've ever had on record, and he's wow. seventy-seven. He is horny. But, wow, wow. Um, yeah, he's come on to Matt a few times. He's met lots. One, <laughs> one, one milligram. It's 200 more of what you're suggesting a week. What is that correct? Mean? So no, what are you saying, eight, sorry? 800 milligrams is... is well, are, we talk, are we talking about... What's those, a milliliter? He's talking nanoliters. No, I mean, we're talking milligrams. Milliliters of volume. Okay, so what would what would one milliliter equal? You mean one mil of... Oh, mil. I was you talking about a vial. It, all, it all depends on what drug you're taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah it all depends on how many milligrams are in it. Okay. Um, Most than one mil per mil or 250 milligrams. So, so, so yeah, someone at body will tell you. Yeah, so the brain. average man produces around, I think, about hundred milligrams naturally a week, uh -huh. something like that. Okay, something. Like and that. then, what should someone expect to see? It's interesting for me because obviously, I, 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 I'm not in this world at all. So we're talking about like, vegans, huh? Yeah, Fuck vegans. Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> start getting like rashes on my body. And stuff. Just thinking that's about that's, that's that's another interesting. Um, but like for someone that goes like going to the gym starts taking yeah what would be the cycle so like how, how long would it take to kick into their body before they start seeing crazy results why is it such like a a, a go-to thing for i, I think i would gym? say is that steroids on, on their own in isolation don't work you don't put muscle on just by You've taking got to go to the gym. yeah but you know you, even if you go to the gym it doesn't mean say you, you put you put muscle on I, I i remember quite vividly there was a the chat when i first started going to the gym like well god 20 something years ago he was taking gear all the time, okay? He would go to the gym and then he'd eat McDonald's afterwards. He looked like a bag of shite. Yeah. He would not think he actually trained, firstly, 
and you wouldn't think he took steroids. So there's no there's no, no illusions here. Steroids don't put put muscle on you if you don't train properly, you don't eat properly, and you're re- religious. Um, if you do, you know get your sleep right, then they are going to make a, a, a substantial difference. There's not there's not um, beat around the bush. But just by taking them and going to the gym doesn't mean say you're going to put muscle on. Scott thought it was a lazy way out for him. No, it's definitely, it's definitely not a lazy way out. Sniffing, sniffing uh, testosterone. testosterone. Right, thank you so much, Dr. Mullen, for coming on as well. Um, just to let our audience know, how do we contact you? Right, you can get me at, at Dr. Matthew Milner on Instagram. Okay, um, and also well, I've got my website yeah. for my business. It's uh, www.evolutionsportslab.co.uk. Um, and how do I get nudes off you? Oh, you send them over anyway. We don't need that. I don't need that. So that's a DM DM message. <laughs> um, and Snapchat, no? That's, 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 that's Snapchat. Snapchat. So the kids, that's what the kids For the do. Kids. <laughs> the kids. And to contact us, um, how do we contact Body Transformation London? Um, do you know what? Body Transformation is btx-life.com. But after this podcast, we're about to record our first advert for Body Transformation London. So before we'll insert it into the copy but before you listen to this incredible podcast you'll be sold of, of you'll you'll be you'll be lining up to give us your money so just get ready <laughs> and to see dr milner you know part of our packages you get to meet mr dr milner in the, person, the, the celebrity himself in person <laughs> which is for which an is hour good. of your time, we're, hour gonna, time. <laughs> we're gonna do dr milner if yeah. you're up for it i'm happy to pay obviously i don't yeah. accept freebies unless they're no. offered yeah. um but to film i'll come and do the blood work with you yeah let's film yes the whole yeah thing. let's do the filming yes let's film the whole thing because i want to get it done oh, but, anyway. yeah we'll do we'll do the whole consultation consultation yeah. as well yeah, so what it's like to be as a client for for us as well yeah. since we did the whole thing well charlie charlie came and saw you last week yeah yeah as well, yeah. So we get that done. I mean, just don't publish the results publicly because because it can be disgusted by it. It's going to be disgusted by it. Yeah, of course. Visceral fat through the roof. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, let's, right. let's get going. All right, cool. Peace. Thanks so Cheers. much. Thank you, Andy. As always. <laughs>